Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Alright boy. Well kid, how are you getting on? How's the old lad getting on? Deadly. Sure there's a grand stretch in the evenings. Give a shot yeah. Love the god. Yeah right. Oh my yeah. Kiss your man. He's bleeding massive. I'm a busy man. Top of the morning to you, lads. Top of the morning to you, ladies. What's the crack? How are you getting on? How are you doing? What is the story? Well, all is good here. I'm currently sitting with one of my dogs on my knees, Tamara, for all of you who do know her. So there may be an input from her. She may have something to say to this episode, but if not, I'll play one and see. So thanks very much to everyone who is tuning in today. If this is your first time listening to Tiz Yourself, thanks a million. If not, if you're a regular listener, you're my favourite. You're my absolute favourite. So I love you so much. You're my favourite. But new listeners, thank you for finding me wherever you found me, whether it was on Twitter, Instagram, you know, you were searching on, you know, podcast recommends, whatever like that, Pod Nation, whatever it is, I really appreciate it. So thanks and welcome. And if it is your first time, I suppose we should um, do a little explanation. My name is Nicola Barden. This is my little podcast recorded like everybody from home, doing my bits here at the desk in the sitting room while Home and Away is muted in the background. That is the, look, it's just the glamour, you know, the glamour of my life right now. As I sit here with my dog on my leg. Um, the podcast basically, it sprang from, I had my own radio show on Q102 called The Weekend Buzz. And on that, I used to interview celebrities, interesting people um, about whatever was going on, promo and stuff at that time. And I always loved it, but it was always very small interviews. So you can look it up. It's on, you know, the usual spots on Acast and, um, you know, Spotify and iTunes, the whole lot. If you search for Q102 Weekend Buzz, you'll see most of the episodes are quite short, unless it was like ugh, my absolute favorites. Like I interviewed Noah Reed from Schitt's Creek and um, Carisi from SVU. So I made sure to get them for as long as I could. And even though the output that you heard on the radio was probably like 10, 15 minutes, I said I put it out longer. So when I left Q, I was like, I'm going to do this. This is going to be my little part-time hobby. And that's what I've been doing. It's kind of been keeping me going through the pandemic. So, well, the last few months of the pandemic anyway, which has been great. Um, and the guests have been so kind and lovely. And if you are a first-time listener, you'll have missed some great chats with um, I'll just name off some of my favourites, Matt Cardle from The X Factor, um, Idelle Lynch from Bewitched, uh, a couple of weeks ago we had Gina Moses who um, is an Irish athlete, um, we've had Shane Ward, uh, who else have we had Tamara, can you remember who I've been talking to? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, with Jerry O'Connell or Jim Mitty from Breaking Bad, just loads and loads of great people, mixture between Irish, UK, American, musicians actors and coming up I'll soon have a politician yes I know I'm dipping into the politics usually it's a different burden that does that but not me but anyway um so this week uh last week I had Aidan O'Shea who plays for Mayo he's the captain of Mayo and I've gone the completely other spectrum but yeah well there's fitness involved so there is that but I have the legendary legendary 
legend Mr. Motivator Derek Evans can you believe it oh my god what a legend we all all of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s will remember seeing him on the likes of Lorraine and that kind of all that early morning TV in the bright lycra you know greens and neons and pinks and yellows and oh he was brilliant and the crack you know he was always upbeat and loads of fun and he still is I can confirm he still is he's such a lovely fella we had great chats um he has launched his own online thing most like most I suppose fitness personnel he has launched his own fitness club online called Mr Motivators Club Mr Motivators Club and he wants some Irish people to sign up he already has somebody wants some more and I was chatting to him all about that I was chatting to him about racism and how it affected his career Uh, I suppose we were chatting about you know abilities and disabilities within the fitness industry and lots more anyway absolute legend and I really hope you enjoy it and if you do please come back for more Okay, here it is. Hello? Nicola. Hi. Can you hear me? You can. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thought just, I, I thought I'll wind you up a bit then. Yeah, I was like, I have so many problems with Zoom. So I was like, oh no, it's just another day <laughs> of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Where, Where are, are, you? are you? I'm in Costa del Manchester. Ah, where my best friend lives. Oh, really? I was deported to Manchester about a year ago. And what a place to be deported to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Actually, it's a great, it's not bad. It's just the weather is so variable. But apart from that, it's fine. Well, you look great. Very colourful today. You. Thank you. You're very kind. I am. Um, I'm very excited to chat to you. You're someone that I remember in your bright spandex for my entire childhood. <sighs> It hasn't changed. I mean, I still have to wear it. I mean, I'm so busy. I don't know how many suits I've gone through this year because it's been just incredibly busy. And uh, and no one will, people won't allow me to get out of my Lycra, no matter how much I try. <laughs> Every job I'm doing, they always want it. I'm doing one with a good friend, well, you may know her, Lorraine Kelly. I'm doing one with her. And, uh, and again, they wanted me to be in Lycra because that's how I'm remembered. But there you go. Yeah, so you I'm, were I'm like, like I've died. <laughs> it's like when you, when you pass away in years and years, a long time away, everyone will be like wearing Lycra at the funeral because it'll be iconic. Well, hopefully they'll start wearing it now because at the end of the day, you know, my range is available from Tikiboo, T-I-K-I-B-O-O. And it, you know what? It's selling so well because the thing is, when there's doom and gloom, we all need a bit of brightening up, don't we? We all want our spirits lifted up. And so you did it up with music, attitude, clothing is important. If you're in dark colors, it brings you down. Bright colors lift you up. And so for me, Lycra has always been something that, that I've embraced. And, you know, up until this last two years, every single January, I used to go down to Miami. And in Miami, there's a wonderful fabric store in downtown Miami. They got about 15,000 different types of fabrics. And I'm like a kid in a candy store <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm going around trying to find 50 outfits, you know, 50 bits of material that I, I then take to Jamaica. And there's a guy down there who used to make up all my stuff. And, uh, and then I, uh, I'd have it all made up for the year and then I'll return to the UK and start wearing them. But this, I've had to do a deal with Tiki Boo because I really haven't been able to get away at all, you know. Of course, we've all been locked down, yeah. haven't we? 
It's amazing. Like before all the Joe Wicks of the world and all the, you know, the different YouTubers that people watch, like that was you, that was your whole thing was the people watched yeah. you and did workouts. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, and, and they've never stopped, you know, I mean, you get people who come along and in many ways, I never viewed them as a threat. I viewed them as a compliment because at the end of the day, we need as many people in that space trying to empower people towards being active. And my whole role has always been to look at the fun side of exercise. I'm not interested in how many press-ups or starbursts you can do. I'm more interested in, are you having fun? Does the music make you tap your feet? Are you sitting there and you're sitting up straight? You know, if you squeeze your shoulders together, you know, already changing your posture. If you, you know, just tap your feet, you're moving to the music. And that's how it should be. Music should not exclude anybody. And that's why a lot of the stuff I do in particular the stuff we do on the club and some live classes I do, we reach out to all the different charities out there who deal with different abilities. And uh, people like saying disabilities, I like saying abilities. And, and so, for example, we have the Down Syndrome Association. Loads of people from Down Syndrome Association join a regular class with us. And because of the way I teach, it means that they can actually take part without thinking, oh, this is not for me, wrong. It should always be for everybody who thinks it's not for me. That's so empowering because like I watch some videos and like I have bad knees, so I can't do anything jumping or, you know, like the, every workout video seems to do burpees and I'm like, I can't do them. I Whether it's no room or with my knees. And it's nice to feel that you can go into a class and not be like, oh, oh absolutely. I can't do that. Absolutely. I have to skip. Listen, you know, I get everybody from eight years of age up to 88 years of age in my classes i mean if you'd be amazed if you're looking at i do a free class on a wednesday night which goes out at 6 30 to everybody and every month is a different charity who embraces one of those wednesdays so for example we've got bliss which is a charity for um people who have premature babies in the uk there's a hundred thousand premature babies born every single year and so we give them a wednesday that they can use to get the word across we also have people from who have cancers and so what happens if they got cancer prior to treatment right we try and get them fit via the classes and so obviously they can't necessarily work at the same level as everybody else and that's exactly how it should be if a good teacher will go okay here's the very basic but if you want to put your feet on the accelerator and work harder, you can. But equally, if you want to put your feet on the brakes, you can. So I have my wife by my side in a chair showing the alternatives. And that way, if you're sitting home thinking, well, you know what? I hurt my knees. I can't really do anything. Guess what? We can do some shoulder raises. We can do some arm raises. We can get some dumbbells. We can squeeze our butt cheeks together and work our pelvic floor muscles. Right? <laughs> we can change our posture. And I think there's, it's important that what we do is we educate people in that way and make them understand you don't have to do burpees. You don't have to do star jumps. You don't have to do things that pound away at your body. So eventually next day you can't get out of bed. You want to do something where the only muscle that aches is your laughter muscle. Well, that sign me up for that because <laughs> I hate star jumps and I hate burpees. They, me too. They just, and I feel like when I'm doing those that I'm just counting and I'm looking at the clock and that's yeah. not enjoying it. It doesn't happen. You know, if you read some of the, or you, in fact, posted online, there's so many recommendations from people right, who say, you know what, I love this class. I mean, I had a letter last week from a daughter whose mother is 75. She was 18 stones on all kinds of painkillers, had been on painkillers for years. She found my classes in the club. 
they started doing the classes. Uh, she lost three stones in weight, wow. came off all the painkillers that she was on, right? And then she had a setback. She had to go into a care home in the back end of last year. They had no facility for streaming, streaming, streaming my stuff. So the result is that her fitness level has gone awry. And I called her up this morning when I received letter. It really moved me because I thought, you know, shame on a care home. Shame on them not actually making sure that everybody in there can just sit up, have a laughter, play a tambourine, pretend they're beating a drum, pretend they're playing a, um, a guitar. That's what you've got to do with activity is to make it so it's accessible. Every action we do every day can be deemed an exercise, whether it's putting on a jumper and you're having difficulty. If you do it often enough and practice putting it on, you open up the mobility in your shoulders, so therefore it becomes easier next time. And that's why every person listening right now, it's important that what they realize is that one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself, your friends, your colleagues, your family, is an independent, healthier you. And that means every day you do something active. And it may only be just standing up, sitting down. Standing up, sit down. That's all. <laughs> I do that a lot, but usually it ends with me going to the fridge. So I don't think that's the healthiest. <laughs> well, 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 what you want to do is put the fridge at the bottom of the garden. That way you've got to walk further for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my next goal then. Yeah. <laughs> well, take us back. Like, you know, how, you're doing this so long now. Like, wh- how did it go from... Like, how did you even get into fitness in the first place? You know, that is such a long, uh, such a long answer. And it's very difficult for me to shorten it. And I've added up in the last year, since March 2020, I've done nearly 500 interviews, everything wow. from Chinese Global Network to Access Hollywood to whomever. And, and I say to them, you know, how far removed are each one of us from what we expected to be doing when we left school to now? And most of us are far removed. And I think the only people I've met who very often are carrying on a career that they did when they when they left school are musicians, because very often you don't all of a sudden in your 20s become a musician. It's something that starts when you're a child mm. and it follows through the love of it. But every other occupation, it seems to me that what happens is that you make a decision it takes you in one way, then you make another decision, it takes another route. And before you know it, here you are, you go, well, how did that all happen? And so I don't know what it is that led me towards fitness, but all I know is that when I, when I found that light bulb moment when everything was set ablaze, was in 1983, walking into a leisure center, and I heard the sound of all these ladies screaming in this room, and I thought, what's going on? And I ran down, and I opened, peeped through the window, and there were all these women doing what was then called pop mobility. And every time a different track went on, they had different movements they did to it. And I stood there transfixed. And that was kind of the beginning of me finding myself, right? Yeah, and that was a light bulb moment. And I mean, the thing is for me is that what it did was it, it said to me, look, there may be something I could do here. And what I did was I, I, I kept coming back every Tuesday evening, watching them exercise. And then after about a month of doing that, I thought, you know what, let me try and set up some classes. So I spoke to a couple of ladies at the front who turned out to be mother and daughter. And I said, look, I'm, I'm going to be doing these classes in a church hall. Would you like to come along and teach for me? Which they said, yes. So I quickly ran away and tried to find the church hall, which I did. Um, I, there was a new one being built, which they said I could have in a month's time. And we started doing classes there. 
and they were just called Derek's classes. And uh, these ladies were there teaching. And I watched them for about a month, learned all that they were doing. And I thought, I can do it now. Goodbye, you two. Clear off. <laughs> See you. Right. <laughs> got, rid of, got rid of them. And I started doing the classes. And the popularity of these classes spread before I knew it. Um, I was doing a class on a Tuesday, I remember, one day we would get regularly 120 people turning up for this class that travel from all over London. Some people traveling 20 miles wow. come to the classes. And it spread so much that the British Heart Foundation heard about these classes and asked me whether I'd be willing to go around the country talking to people about the benefits of exercise. And to be honest, I didn't know anything more than what I had seen in this hall. So I started um, reading up every book I could find and there wasn't much around there. Uh, but a gentleman had written a book called um, the, the History of Aerobics, Dr. Cooper. American guy and I got that that became my bible and so I did that with them and then Gloria Honeyford yes got a Sunday Sunday show called it was called Sunday Sunday that's right and she asked me to come on and do some exercise which I did at the end of it she said look would I like to train her and I said yes so I used to travel uh literally it was about 20 miles to her home in Kent to train her three times a week and every time she kept saying to me you should be on television and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't really know how to do it. And then it so happens I got invited onto a game show, which was Chris Tarrant was presenting, called The Main Event. And on the airplane going north was Eamon Holmes, who I was sitting right by the side of. And behind us were Mad Lizzie from the 80s and the Green Goddess from the 80s were on there. We were all on the same show together. So I got talking to him and he said, look, would I like to train him? Eventually I ended up training him and I was... Then outside the GMB offices, I mean, mind you, I'd spent 10 years trying to get onto TVM and they wouldn't have it. They kept saying, black man doing fitness won't work. It had to be a white lady with two kids. And, oh, so it didn't stop me. It didn't stop me. Anyhow, and, and so eventually, I mean, I was there training Eamon Holmes. And before you knew it, Lorraine Kelly would come out and be trained, Salamine, the weather girl. And so it went on. Everybody from GMTV would be training with me in the car, car park. Yeah. And, um, and that's how I grew. And then eventually the opportunity came for me. There was a girl going away. And no, in fact, before that, I was one day sitting in reception. And I remember I saw this guy walk in the building. He had a very large stomach. And I couldn't figure out why, but I, I, I felt there's something driving my legs. I got up and I, I walked over to him and prodded him in the belly. Just like that. And he said, get off. What are you doing that for? I said, you need to sort that out. That's not good. So he stormed off, got in the lift. I found out, asked the receptionist, who was that? She said to me, he was a program controller of GMTV, oh, the God. main man. So I said, What's, what floor are his offices? They said, he's on the fifth floor. So the next day I brought my exercise bike in, got in the lift, went up to the fifth floor, pushed my bike in at eight o'clock in the morning and left. And went back after I'd finished training the presenters at 11 o'clock and I knocked his door and I said, excuse me, sir, you have my bike, you need to use it. He said, why on earth are you hounding me? I said, because I just feel you need to do something about your health. And I just heard that you're the controller. And so therefore, you got all these people reporting to you. You need to look after yourself. And he kept giving me every excuse. And in the end, he said, look, OK, come next week and let's start training. And we did. Wow. And then he said, he said I'm going to give you the break on television. I don't know how we'll do it because advertisers aren't happy with, with that. But the girl's going away on holiday. And uh, once she goes on holiday, we'll give you a chance. And the rest is history, so we say. And the the advertisers weren't happy because you weren't a white woman with kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their vision of anything to do with fitness, because if mm. you think about it before, 
Green Goddess was blonde, right? Then you come on to Mad Lizzie, she was near enough blonde, right? So it was always a woman, always a woman with children and stuff like that. And everybody who followed, um, they also were women. There were never any men. And I think there was a there was a kind of misconception that it had to be women. When in fact, what happened when a woman was doing the exercises, the press would actually attack her. They would go thunder thighs. They would go. They'll pick. You know, they get really derogatory. Whereas when I teach, I'm never focusing on whether a person's large, small, got fat or no fat. It doesn't matter to me. Let's all move together. That's all it was. They didn't see that kind of messaging. They felt it had to be the other way around. And equally, no one could have prepared me for the journey I've had because. There's a way in which the public embraced everything I had to say, everything I did, which, I mean, they'd never seen it before. I mean, I had to have literally press office looking after me 24-7 almost because it became, just went through the roof. It was just crazy. Mm. I was going all over the world doing fitness from wherever. You know, one day they closed. I remember part of the strip in Las Vegas, they closed it. And I did a live transmission at one o'clock in the morning straight into the main show. I mean, I went everywhere. It was just great. And, you know, it's never stopped, really. I mean, it's changed, but not much changed for the better for me because now at least people are listening to me, whereas before they were really just more concerned about the physical side and the entertainment I brought to fitness, whereas now they want to hear about well-being. They want to hear about mental well-being and, and looking after yourself in so many ways, not just physically. And, 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 and so my message for the last year has been, one about just saying to people that, look, you know, we are important and you've got to treat yourself as being important. And that means look after yourself, you know, put your mask on first before you can help anybody else. You know, and uh, so that's how it's been for the last year now. It's great. You've always had the positivity message, though, and the idea of mental health and mental well-being going even by the fact that you're saying it doesn't have to be burpees or whatever. It's about keeping yourself happy. The exercise is meant sure. to make you happy, not so strict. Sure. That has obviously stuck with you in the last year. It's obviously the fact that you were so mentally strong has must have made you prepared yeah. for the last year. Yeah, because, but you see, the thing is, this last year, as I say to people, is no different to some of the pandemics you're going to go through in your life. It's just a pandemic. That's all. It's only a bad moment. It's not a bad life, right? And this last year, we've all had the opportunity to come away with some real positive messages, We've all reevaluated ourselves. We've all reevaluated what's really important in our lives. Is it that new car, new T-shirt? Is it, um, is it, it, what is it? Is it not finding time for um, other people? Is that what's important? No, we've learned that it's important that when you say to someone, how are you, that you wait around and see how they are. In fact, the, this whole medium we're on now has opened up to us because we used to always call someone, but they were faceless. Now there's a face. Mm -hmm. We've been allowed to get into people's homes. And so now we see the lack of pictures on their wall and we see the, the burgundy top or the yellow top hanging <laughs> on the wall. And you, and you go, what the hell does she wear that for? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've all been allowed. It's like, a, like an onion with all the layers. And what's happened this last year, we've removed some of those layers and we're now seeing people differently. Right. And in seeing people differently, what we do is we, we have to rationalize things and go, well, listen, if you have an accident, God forbid, is that any different to the pandemic we've been through? No. It's only a question of how long it takes you to recover. But you weren't expecting the accident. You didn't plan for it. But you have to go through it and you have to hope that there'll be better times to come. Mm. Um, is it a bit like um, having a car crash, God forbid, and you end up in hospital? 
And in hospital, you go through your treatment, you come out the other side. Same as the pandemic we've been going through, no different. No different. We're still going to depend on each other, whether you're mm -hmm. depending on the nurses to look after you or you're depending on your family to be there for you. Same thing. So therefore, if, if that is a lesson we're learning, that we all need each other, why don't we in future always go, everybody we meet, let's make the assumption that they're fighting a battle internally that you don't know about. And on that basis, right, just spare a bit of time for them. And that's why for me, I've learned because I mean, I've been homeless. I've been a single parent. I've been outside the homeless family unit waiting for somebody to stay. I've stayed in bed and breakfast and stuff like that, sharing the same kitchen with five or six other families. I've done that, right? But the thing is, those are my pandemics and that's what made me stronger. So when this last year came along, I didn't go, I'm gonna knock Londa. What I did, I thought, okay, what I normally do when I'm struggling and when things were hard and I didn't have food to put on the table, I did whatever I had to do. So if it meant I had to work in Tesco's cleaning the floor, I did it. If I had to be stacking shelves in Tesco, I did it. If it meant going on a building site, even though I knew, knew nothing about building, I had a building business I set up when my pandemic came along. So what we have all, our creative juices will flow if you allow it. What you mustn't do is see, you must see every single obstacle as an opportunity for you to shine. That's all. So what would you think is your, what was your worst pandemic then? What of everything you've experienced, what was the hardest one for you to kind of build yourself up from? The, the, the hardest thing I ever did was never when I was a single parent, never when I was um, homeless, none of those things. And it was when I was in Jamaica and our home got raided by robbers and they came in armed and I was in the home with my, my wife, my daughter, uh, there's some friends over with their two children and we're all in the home together. Wow. And they came in, guns, whatever it is, tied us all up and proceeded to rob us. And I remember there was a kind of, there's a point at which there was a kind of peace for a place I arrived at because I didn't know what the outcome would be. But I kind of resigned myself to this peaceful position. And I remember saying to my daughter, she was only young then, she was um, six, seven, because she kept saying, why are these men doing this, dad? I never said, that's how bad men are. But what you do is just, just relax. So I remember just calm, calm my voice, my voice totally changed. My wife was really calm. Um, I remember she had an engagement ring, which is one I had specially made for her. And uh, unbeknown to me she'd actually taken it off and put it in her mouth right <laughs> so after i managed to set myself free after the robbers had taken everything and and uh left i said to her oh well that's it we've lost because it took all the jewelry and stuff and money we had in the fridge the safe and stuff like that and um i said shame about your ring and she went you mean this no that is amazing <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a it was a bad time it's a bad time, but as I say, it's not a bad life. It's merely a bad moment. You've got such a good attitude. Like you went something so terrifying, and yet you found peace in that. And as you mentioned, you yeah. were homeless and experienced racism, and yet you can find something yeah. to work through there, that. Yeah, there is, there is, but because everything that happens to us, Nicola, everything that happens to us is um, the foundation stone for what makes us who we are. And so what you should do is you should sit down and go, well, why did that happen? You know, I meet so many people who go, 
I wish I hadn't gone into that relationship. I wish I hadn't spent time with that person. I've mm. wasted nine years of my life. Uh-uh, uh-uh, wrong. Totally wrong, and i tell you why. In life, sometimes good things have to fall apart so that better things can fall together. That's the first thing, and i say it again. Good things fall apart so that better things can fall together. And that relationship you had, when you evaluated and went into that relationship, you evaluated everything around you at that time. And on the basis of everything around you, you made that decision. So how dare you, because you're now wiser, go, I wish I hadn't. That's the wrong way to look at it. You should be saying, well, okay, where am I now? If I'm not sick, if I'm not in hospital, if I'm not dead, then the decision I made must have been a good decision because I'm here alive and I'm talking to you. So therefore, what else did I get out of that relationship? I got some foundation stone. I got some experiences. I got some life-changing moments. I got some, some information that made me more aware. So in future, when I'm faced with that decision, I'm wiser. But don't penalize what had just gone on. No, far from it. Because every time our first love, we, very few people marry their first love. Yeah. And the reason is that when you met your first love, you know nothing about life. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the things that gave you the ammunition so that next time you go, well, that relationship I had was a first love. So, yeah, it was great. It was fun. It was laughter. Yeah, it didn't end up the way I liked it. But guess what? I'm better for it. So everything that happens to us, we can. No wonder they call you Mr. Motivator. Honestly, I feel like I can walk on air now. I can do anything while I'm talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. It's amazing. And this is obviously what you're going to be doing with your club, which is... Yeah, yeah. The, the club is it's because, oh, man, you know what? There's a, you probably won't remember him, and I keep telling people this. Do you remember the Green Cross Code Man? Yes. Remember him? Yeah. He used to say to you, when you come to the crossing, look left, look right, look left again, and if the road is clear, you cross. Mm-hmm. He was never there, but you remember that, didn't you? Yeah. You remembered it. And so after that, every time you came to the crossroads, what do you do? Look left, look right, look left again. Road's clear, you cross safely. That essentially is where I am when it comes to wellness, looking after yourself. I want to be that voice in your head that says to you, when you're faced with the lift or the stairs, you go, you know what? Okay, I'm only going to walk up the first flight. I'm going to take the lift on the next level. Um, Okay, I've got a choice. Do I drive always to the corner shop or do I walk to the corner shop? Um, I've got all this food in front of me. Can I manage it? Oh, you know what I'm going to do? Motivator says, listen, why don't I just put half that amount on my plate? And then if I fancy a bit more, I take a bit more. Rather than having it all on the plate and I go, oh, I've got to eat this. And then afterwards you feel so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be. I just want to be the voice in your self, in your consciousness that just reminds you that you're important and look after that life. You know, you've, what do I say? You've only got one life. And if you look after it, it's going to last your lifetime. What age are you? Because you look 30. You look younger oh, than me. Oh, yeah. You're just blind. You need, you need, I am, you need no, help. You are so, like, look at you. Your skin's amazing. You're fit. You're so fit. Like, obviously, I'm, what you're selling works. Well, I'm, I'm blessed in many ways. I, I'm 69 this year and I'll be 70 next. So, yeah, I'm blessed in many ways. I'm still, I still forget my age because when I'm teaching, there's a class I do on a Thursday which we call it a blowout. And it's, it's open to club members. But I, in the description, I warn them, right? And we do like 80s style aerobics. 
And I suffer the next day like crazy, right? Because it's so funny. In your 30s, 40s, 50s, any aches and pains you get the next day from activity, you go, oh, it's because I did some weight training yesterday or it's because I was doing some skipping. When you're in your 60s, right, already going 70, you go, oh, is this it? Is that the fact? <laughs> Is that, oh, 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 I've done it. And, you, and it takes you a while to get up, right? But you know what? I wouldn't trade it in for the world because to me, I'd rather have in my fitness bank loads of reserves for those times when I might need it than have a situation where right now I'm struggling. And everybody listening now, it doesn't matter what your age, if you want to maintain your independence, get active now. And that activity doesn't mean that you have to run marathons. No, it can just mean that you get up in the morning, right? You walk out through that door, you get dressed for purpose, walk out through that door and you go, you know what? I'm going to walk between 10 light lampposts or 10 trees and I'm going to slightly raise the pressure a bit for another 10. That's all you have to do. You don't have to worry about anything else. Just do that. And already you're doing more than 40% of the population. So what what will other, any Irish people who are signing up to the club, what else can they expect? What will you be doing there? The first thing is sign up right now. You've got nothing to lose. You're going to get 10 days free. So that gives you a chance to try it. You're not going to be disappointed. That's number one. Number two, if you ever feel low and you think to yourself, well, I don't want to do anything physical. I just want to sit. Then you can still go on the club. Because I've got stories on there from people I've met. For example, I interviewed a lady the other day who had both hands and both feet amputated due to a virus she picked up. Then she had a double hand transplant. And her story is incredible. It lifts you up and makes you feel so good. I interviewed a young man who I met at age nine and I adopted him literally from that day. Right. And he and he got cancer. He had cancer at the time when I met him. Cancer went in remission. Then he came back again. And at age 13, he had to have one leg taken off. He's now 33 and he's a pro golfer. Wow. Stories like that makes you put everything that's wrong or you think that's not good in your life. It makes you put it into perspective. It makes you understand that there are people out there who are having to deal with things that, you know, you'd be surprised about. Yeah. So, you know, that's what you get from the club. It's about feeling good. If you want to be active, you can. Oh, yeah. The important thing about being active in the club is to have classes which run for six minutes. So if you think, I can't do 30 minutes, do six minutes and then do another six minutes. We've got 14 motivators who teach everything from yoga to Pilates, right, to mindfulness. We give you help in that way. So there's so much there for everybody. And it's for any age group. And also... All the different charities are taking space on the club now. So if you go on there, if you've got MS, there's a section on there for MS with loads of exercise for people with MS and also a link through, the, to, through to the MS Trust. We've got cancer charities who are involved. We've got the Legs Club who are in people who have different problems with their lower limbs. There's classes on there for those people. So therefore, there's something there for everybody. That sounds perfect because you know what? There's somebody out there who maybe wants to get fit but has a specific thing that is holding them back and they can't find the person that can help them. And this is obviously the way to do it. Absolutely right. You know, I, I'm getting so much calls from 
I mean, there's two GPs in Haringey, for example, in London, who have started referring patients. I think they've just now referred over nearly 60 patients to us now because what they're saying is, listen, it's fine I do a check on you and everything's okay. Mm -hmm. But doctors make the mistake, mistake of telling people, oh, your blood works are great. This is good. That's great. They don't say to people, listen, to maintain that greatness that you got now, you've got to get active. Yeah. So my role is to actually say to everybody out there, things may be perfect now, but you don't know what underlying conditions are going on. I like the way the phone keeps bleeping. Can you hear that? But then <laughs> it proves it's real and live, doesn't it? <laughs> there it goes. That's, I mean, obviously important, you know, they want me. So, I, so it's important to say to everybody that, look, start now. It's never too late. Over 65s, get in the club now. There's every reason for you to join it because you know something? You cannot wait around for the stair lift. You can't wait around for that. Start walking up those stairs now. Let me help you to get your legs stronger so that way going up the stairs becomes easier. Yeah. That that fills me with fear being older and having to rely on things like that. That's why I walk, like I walk every single day, thousands and thousands. Yeah. It yeah. might not make me skinny or whatever, no. but at least it keeps me active. I might yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you see what I recommend to, to people as we get older is you start including more weight training. So I've got loads of weight training exercise, loads of exercise from a chair that you can do. So therefore you have no excuse. But you know, the other important thing, and that's why you'll never hear me go, you need to lose weight. The focus for me is not to get you to lose weight. The focus for me is to get you to be active. If I get you active, you're going to lose some weight, but that's not the focus. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, as you get older, statistically and analytically, they've all said you need to have some fat on your body as you get older. Yes! So, I'm sorted. There you go. You've got it, right? <laughs> Listen to Motivator, right? I mean, I've got some fat on me. Of course I have. Where? But, but, do, I, but do I love me? <laughs> Well, I do. But do I love me? Of course I love me. And that's where it all begins. You know, when you love you, you say to the rest of the world, I'm ready. I'm open for love. That's what it does. Oh, well, what a beautiful message. And I'm sure you're going to have loads of, once this goes out, loads of Irish people signing up to be loved by Motivator and motivated, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, no. look, I mean, the thing is, right, I just want to keep on promoting uh, wellness of people and every time I get the opportunity to speak about it I grab it because the message just needs real you know it's got to go out there more and more you've got to repeat it over and over again so eventually it's like a mosquito right and in fact listen if you think in life you're not important in fact just when I mention mosquito then you just imagine a mosquito in your bed see how important the mosquito is I mean <laughs> for a start it's going to be there nibbling away at you, right? And you're going to all of a sudden try to locate it, right? <laughs> all of us are important, every one of us. Yeah, I just never want a mosquito in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just goes to prove no matter how small you are, you're not insignificant. There's still something there for you to do in this world. Oh, beautiful message. It's been so lovely talking to you today. As I said, I feel like I can take on the world now. <laughs> Good. Good. Listen, let's all go for it. And I wish everybody well out there who's listening, all right? Look out for each other, right? Take care of each other. And don't forget, you know, one of the main things we can do is when you call up your friend, just call up your friend and go, are you okay, John, Julie? And they say, yeah, I'm all right. Are you eating well? Well, I cooked yesterday, but I wasn't in the mood. What about sleep? Well, I'm not sleeping that well. They're telling you they need help, right? So what you want to say to them, just say to them, listen, I'm here. If you ever want to call me at midnight, you can. I'll listen. If you want me to go for a virtual walk with you, I can. If you want me to have a cup of coffee with you, I will. If you want me to just sit and just listen to you, I will. 
And the moment you do that, you're giving that person permission to feel the way they feel. And also it's reminding them that they're not weak, but it reminds them that they're not alone. And that is more important than any other thing in the world right now. Absolutely right. Look out for each other, yeah? And look out for yourself, Nicola. Oh, I will. I'm all motivated now, so. (laughs) Nicola B is in the house. (laughs) Oh, listen, you go and have a fantastic day. And thank you so much for talking to me. And I'm buzzing now. I'm buzzing. Yeah, great. Be well, yeah? Look after yourself. You too. You look after yourself. All right, bye-bye. Bye, bye, bye-bye. Derek Evans there, Mr. Motivator. And what a motivator he is, honestly. Some crack out of him. Really sound. In the middle of our interview, which you won't have heard, he took a phone call, which obviously paused it, and he was chatting to some Irish fella um, who was helping with his club. And it was just so funny because I was like, he was like, I've got Irish everywhere surrounding me. But uh, he's such a sound lad. Sound lad. We... I really enjoyed it and it was really nice to hear, you know, his messaging, his positive messaging about, you know, often, I don't know about you, but when I'm doing my workouts, I like, I can't do burpees, okay, I have bad knees, I can't do burpees, or I can do three and then I'm just like, oh, I feel like terrible about myself because I haven't done it. Or, you know, you do three workouts a week and you feel guilty because you've had six Kit Kats, so that, that's probably just me, but you know what I mean. Um, You know, you don't do as many as you planned or whatever, you gorge and you just feel a like crap about yourself and it sets you back. But his whole idea is that, you know, just getting up and moving anything is is amazing and every time you do a little bit more than you've done before it's even better and obviously we all know the stats on obesity and being overweight whether it's here or in the UK or in America and I think his whole idea of not being like you have to do 25 sit-ups you have to do that you have to all he's saying is you have to move you have to enjoy yourself you have to have the crack um get yourself involved but also his mental health side of messaging um, the whole idea of asking if someone's okay and not just go taking their word for it when they go, yeah, I'm grand or, or whatever, you know, or they ignore the question. You know, put the effort in, meet them for a walk, meet them for a virtual walk, call them, call them. Like texting is just, it's not the same. Give somebody a buzz. It re- like I know myself when I talk to somebody on the phone, I can go out walking, stick the earphones on, call my best friend, Michelle or whoever and just chat 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 and then you don't realize the steps first of all second of all the way the world is being taken off your shoulders so I love that messaging behind it and I really enjoyed that and I hope you did too and I hope it was something that you know you'll send on to a friend who maybe might like to hear it or to your mom or something like that and yeah if you did enjoy it please scroll back see is there any other episodes you might enjoy pick out one maybe you don't know the person and have a little listen and of course like every other podcast out there if you can review on iTunes five stars um, that would be so super I got a couple of new reviews this week and it was just oh my god the boost has been incredible and as always just I'm just appreciating that you listen every day that I put down my list of gratitude it's that somebody has listened that day so the other day just two people listened to one episode in the whole day in the whole 24 hours and I was a bit bummed about it and then I said look it's two more than I had yesterday so like honestly just your listen means a lot to me and if you do enjoy it and you don't have iTunes or anything like that send me a message on Instagram or on Twitter you'll find me at well tis yourself on Twitter or tis yourself on Instagram and just send me a message tell me something that you took from whatever episode it was and I will just be so happy to hear from you listen I'm going to let you all go because it is if you're listening to this today it's Saturday and you need to get out and about and do your business get your shopping done uh, go meet up with friends or like me just sit and watch crime shows all right it's long a fall good luck goodbye bye 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 bye